a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. Legilimens. Snape had struck before Harry was ready, before Harry had even begun to summon any force of resistance. The office swam in front of his eyes and vanished. Image after image was racing through his mind like a flickering film so vivid it blinded him to his surroundings. He was five, watching Dudley ride a new bicycle, and his heart was bursting with jealousy. He was nine, and Ripper the Bulldog was chasing him up a tree, and the Dursleys were laughing below on the lawn. He was sitting under the sorting hat, and it was telling him he would do well in Slytherin. Hermione was lying in the hospital wing, her face covered with thick black hair. A hundred Dementors were closing in on him beside the dark lake. Cho Chang was drawing nearer to him under the mistletoe. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a podcast in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way that the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you for listening. Oh my God, I remembered it. I remembered our intro from last season. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 24, Occlumency. At the end of winter break, Dumbledore decides that Snape needs to teach Harry occlumency, which is like closing his brain to other people coming into his brain. When he's back at school, Harry has one nice, albeit extremely awkward moment and finally scores a proper date with Cho Chang. I'm sure that will go great. His first occlumency lesson with Snape goes, let's just say, not great. So not great that when it's over, Harry has a vision from the V-man himself who is apparently extremely happy about something. I don't know, maybe he's finally beat Luigi's Mansion on GameCube or something. You know, for some fucking reason, that final boss battle was so hard for me. I don't think I ever beat that game. Welcome to the restricted section where we will enter your brain and watch your most private and embarrassing moments. Well met and happy Black History Month to all my friends. I'm your host, Christina. I had to write that in the notes because I kept forgetting to say it. My co-host today is the best legilimens in town, Mary Clay. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. Hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. She's reading your mind. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Right now at this moment. And our special guest today is Fauna, host of Cats, Tea, and Witchcraft. Say hello to the listeners, Fauna. Hello, everyone. Y'all might remember Fauna from Prisoner Azkaban, Chapter 6, Talons and Tea Leaves, which was back in December 2020, as well as Goblet of Fire, Chapter 23, The Yule Ball, incredible, in January 2022. Um, So saw you last January, Fauna. How was 2022 for you? Uh, 2022 was... Pretty good. Um, I was working from home most of the year. So that was interesting because I didn't work from home really the previous years during the pandemic and everything. So this year was when Mm. I got hit with that and everything. So there was a good seven months throughout the entire year that I was working from home. Are you someone who likes working from home? I didn't until my current shift which is super early uh, in the morning, and now I'm reconsidering my stance on that. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to be going into the office at 3 a.m. or whatever you said. Yeah. Okay, so you you start work early, but you can just be snuggled up 
You can be doing it your own way. Okay. Well, yes. that's good. Cool. Do you anything cool coming up for you or the podcast in 2023? Mm, kind of just chugging along just because life gets busy and everything. So sometimes there's a week or two in between. And then towards the end of last year, I took a couple weeks off just because I'm like, I'm going into season From five. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I need a break. I got to like plan, order new books, kind of read up on some new things and kind of give some new ideas and revamp some things. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully in a couple of days, I think I'm going to be doing an episode on Ouija boards. Ooh, Ooh, that's fun. It's more of like a fun episode just because of the 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 thing behind Ouija boards and occultists and witches and spiritualists mm-hmm. and people in general just like or dislike Ouija boards. So. Yeah, they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're magic stuff. I, I personally do not fuck with that shit. I <laughs> leave, I'm like, you stay over there, demons. That's why over I made the episode. <laughs> over there, I will not bother you. In that corner, over there. You have you have one. You have a board. No, I'll say the demon can stay over there in the corner. Oh, okay. Once chicken nuggies, I can go get and toss. But the heat can stay in the corner. Have you recorded that one yet? Not yet. Can you talk about why people say Ouija board when it's spelled Ouija board? I don't know. I've always just heard Ouija more, but that was one yeah, of the things. Maybe that's a dumb American thing. I actually don't know, but Ouija boards were made in Baltimore. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Be right back. Texting hey, my friend Alex. Hey, um, what is um Nintendo's way of contacting the dead? A Luigi, Luigi board. board. Oh no. Mary Clay, that is so fucking funny because funny. you don't wait a fucking second. You don't know this yet, but in my intro that I read, the intro that I read before the episode starts, I was yes. talking about Luigi's mansion. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, uh, I literally wrote, um, blah, blah, blah. Harry has a vision from Voldemort who's apparently extremely happy about something. Maybe he finally beat Luigi's Mansion on GameCube. For some reason, that final boss battle was really hard for me. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so <laughs> what good. What the fuck? All right. Well, let's see how many that's times great. we can bring Luigi We're up really connected. over the course of this. Mary Clay, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's always so funny whenever I record for the show because I feel like a lifetime has passed in between all of my episodes. Where? Who are you now? I know. Well, I knew I have a new toe. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Who did you get it Which, from? <laughs> um, uh, for the trade? listeners, so I have um, uh, congenital bunions on both of mm. my feet. Which is when your toes, your big toes, grow um, grow inward, uh, and the the corrective surgery has been something that's on my radar since uh, I was in like middle school. But every not, not to be weird, but my mom has that too. Fauna, do, do you remember my mom's weird feet? <laughs> no, I know um, my aunt too um, uh, had that back in her twenties too. I don't have bunions, but I have really skinny feet. But because of the way my feet are shaped, I still may or may not have that surgery on my left foot. Just because oh it's God. like the painfulness of just the shape of my foot. Yeah. I got that from my dad's side. The bow-legged and the crazy feet. So, Welcome to Foot Talk. Yeah. Our favorite Wednesday <laughs> podcast. Unfortunately, yeah. that's going to get cut. For whoever wants to know, I need to touch up my toenail polish. So, Oh, you think you need to touch up too. your toenail polish? <laughs> Mine's like four manicures ago from the last pedicure. Oh, <laughs> y'all, I, so I'm not allowed to, oh, anyway, I had surgery to correct it. That's oh, where, that's where that, really <laughs> that's where that, that started. Um, I had the surgery on one of my feet 
I don't know, like two weeks ago, two weeks ago tomorrow. Um, and I'm not obviously like I'm not allowed to get it wet. So I have not washed my foot. And like th- <laughs> these are some really fun details. But um, my like my know, toenails Brooke on the show now and talks about disgusting. My toenails are still so covered in the iodine. So they're just like yellow and look aged and disgusting. That's awful. <laughs> it's really you actually don't know that you're slowly becoming a Frankenstein. <laughs> It's really, uh, it's really awful. but I did, um, I did like finally get to see my, my foot for the first time post-surgery, um, at my, uh, appointment last week. And yes, it does look bruised and like it was operated on. But at the same time I was like, oh my God, my, my foot, my toe is so straight. It, it's really <laughs> like amazing to me that the surgery that they went in to do, did the thing that they meant to do. So, um, spines, toes, and picture frames are the only things that are better straight. Yes. Cool. So that wraps up, uh, that wraps up our Wednesday foot our, our talk. Foot talk. Do you guys yeah. want to talk yeah. about Harry Potter now? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Now that the listeners know all about my gross feet. It's funny, Fauna, because you came on last for a Christmas episode and this isn't a Christmas episode, but it's the week after a Christmas episode. And you came on in February of last year. It's just no, you, January of last year. It's just barely February of this year. It's just funny. It's cyclical. Yeah, it's like a 12-month rotation that I seem to be on. Mm. It's the wheel of the year. The wheel literally of the restricted is. section year. It literally <laughs> is. That's so funny. And also, you know, that vibe of like going back to school after the holiday break. Um, I feel like the month of, the month of January and fe- February really encapsulates. Oh, yeah, that worst time of the you year. Know, my, so. m- my friend who's a teacher today was talking about how there's no holidays until spring break. Nine straight weeks of oh, teaching five days I don't a week. Have, and it's like, why did they do this to us? My company, we don't have any days off. We had a day off for um, Martin Luther King Day. And then we don't have another day off until Memorial Day. Oh, you don't get like presidents or any of that? No, no. Well, Easter's on a Sunday. Painful. You can't even use that. And like technically they give us floating holidays, which are just like Mm. two. It's like outside of your designated PTO, but you can only use them um, like next to... Or in replacement hey, do you remember of a holiday. When I said we should start talking about. Oh Harry right, Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh uh uh, uh Snape the and then um. The okay, so <laughs> it's like that we get the rest of break after Christmas. Creature ha- who has been disappeared appears, seeming very cheerful, and everyone's like, "Oh, good, he was here the whole time." But for some reason, Harry's being extremely astute, and he's like, "There's something funky about he knows. this." Doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um. Doesn't seem right. No, can I ask a question? You can cut this out if we don't want to like you can spoil what happens in the future. But I can't remember. Okay. Hey, babe, you've been on this show for three years. It's going to be our three-year anniversary next week. Um, we're all spoilers all the time. <laughs> okay. Remember in episode one well, when we I were talking about know. how Dumbledore dies? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Well. Anyway, um, I just uh, I can't remember. If- <laughs> Sorry, you made me laugh. I'm so sorry. You uh, made yourself laugh with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't remember. This is when Creature, he's like going off and he's like visiting with the Malfoys or something, right? Isn't he? He's like reporting to Lucius or something yeah, like something that like in this that. time period. He's the yeah. anti-Dobby. Yeah, he is yeah. the anti-Dobby. Oh my God, they're yeah. foils. 
Rip. That's anyway, easy. that was my question. Do you know what a that foil is? Who, both of us? Me? Yes? Anyone. I don't know. I, <laughs> I said it was foil and I got no reaction. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. Wow. Woo! <laughs> Beautiful observation. I have a degree. I have a degree in English. So Creature's back. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Creature's back. Okay, Sirius Black is getting very grumpy because soon everyone will leave him. So he's like, well, I'm just going to ruin it now since it'll be ruined someday. A lonely, Which... not very old man. Yeah. Ascend- yeah I was doing the old. math earlier. In the, he's like thirty five, right? Yeah, essentially within mm. our age range. Which is, I was gonna people. say, thirty five is not like, not my age. But <laughs> it's the range of like people who we'd be friends with. It's like Sean. Yeah, like or like or like a couple of my friends' husbands, or like Andrew. Mm-hmm. Andrew's like thirty three or thirty four. I, I I it's hard to keep track. Maybe he's only thirty two. I regularly forget how <laughs> old I am. So yeah, I I've been thirty quote like quote unquote thirty for like five years. It's just easier this way. I'll eventually magnetically latch onto forty, but not for <laughs> quite some time. When you get close, it's like they teach us in school, at least when we were younger. I don't know what they're teaching math nowadays. You kind of round up or round down depending on what number mm-hmm. you're at. So, like, I've been yeah. rounding up to 30 for a bit and I'll be there yeah. soon. And then, like you said, I probably won't consider myself anywhere past 30 until 35. Yeah, I'm still 30, exactly. And, like, it made it easier to turn 30. Like, I don't give a shit. I've been 30 for three years. You My know what I mean? soul <laughs> feels 43. <laughs> My soul feels, well, you know, I was going to say 22, but... My knees and back are probably 45. I was going to say, I just had bunion surgery. I I really feel... Guys, I started physical therapy this week for my my knee. Yay! My my sad millennial knee. I've been to physical therapy for my knee and go to chiropractors every month. Man, I fell off a skateboard one time in college. Sirius is probably healthier after being in Azkaban than we are Mm. IRL. Um... Maybe not healthier, Maybe not healthier, but like I feel like his body adapted to like yeah. not having enough vitamin D or food or exercise. His grumpiness is well well <laughs> earned, he's, though. He's like a cave. Yes, monster. his yeah, grumpiness he, is earned. He deserves to be grumpy. Okay, well, um, okay. He's well, just v depressed. He's v depressed, and he's like seasonal bringing, depression. Yeah, yeah. He's having post party depression. He's stuck yeah, in the house. Oh, I totally he's not get supposed it. to go anywhere. Yeah, it's like. Do you guys ever, you know what I mean? Like when I say you, you leave like a concert or or something and you go outside and it's like your body feels empty because it like doesn't have the music in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all quiet. It's the same way I, I feel sometimes when like all my friends leave my house at once and I just look over and it's just Sean and he's asleep. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> meanwhile, Me, Sean go, is uh, Sean's like, finally. <laughs> everyone's gone i have my house back (laughs) yeah i'd probably be doing the same thing so on the last day of winter break um the kids are well harry and ron are playing wizard's chess and and hermione and Ginny right are watching is it just me or like does that sound like the most boring thing in the world to like watch somebody else play chess but it's they didn't have a nintendo 64 so that's true they could have like a book what else are they gonna do? <laughs> like you're an underage. Wait, Fauna. Wait, wait, Fauna. I'm gonna count that as a Nintendo reference. I'm, we're collecting them. We're on the third. Oh, that's now. right. Yeah, <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> but like they're underage wizards, so they can't use magic. So it's not like they can. I don't know, do. It. And then they also they don't have like Muggle 
games. They don't have a Nintendo. You know, they don't have a TV. They need Chinese checkers because like eight people can play that and it doesn't take as much of your brain. Yeah. Anyway, I hate chess. <laughs> the only thing is that it's wizard's chess, so it's a little bit more That's wizard's active. Chinese checkers. <laughs> wizard's Chinese checkers. Maybe the violence is that entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Maybe it's more captivating that way. I get it. Mrs. Weasley comes up and says, Harry, Snape needs to talk to you. And they're like, Huh? What the fuck? What could you have done on Christmas break to to incur the wrath of Snape? Um, Speaking of grumpy, he goes. Harry goes down to the kitchen where Snape and Sirius are ignoring each other. And like, I actually really, I I just enjoy this. Like, I yeah. enjoy this dynamic. They both really hate each other, and it's fun to see men be bitchy like this. Like, it's just. I don't know. And also, they're both just, like, reverting back to their teenage selves. Yeah, it's like, haven't you developed at all, Regina George? No. You are such a mean <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah, 30-something-year-old men acting like they're still in Hogwarts. Yeah. Well, and, like, Snape is such an antagonist. Like, obviously, Sirius is being, like, defensive and, like, bullheaded here. But, like, Snape is coming out, like to like, for blood. He's, like... He's like, you, I bet you love being stuck in this house where you don't have to do anything to help anyone, you fucking coward, pretty much. Just pushing buttons. Like, why? But, so, apparently, Dumbledore wants Snape to teach Harry the subtle art of occlumency. Is it occlumency or, like, occlumency? I say occlumency. When I read it in my head, I say in my head occlumency but when i heard other people in audiobooks and videos i've heard both so i'm not sure hmm. what are some other words that end with mency are there others other than you know menses which is means period i think in like <laughs> that's the only thing that came to my mind <laughs> yeah i don't know okay okay well, we'll figure it out okay so listen listen Listen, we need to protect Harry from external penetration. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we all noted the the use of the word. Yeah, external that penetration. was always an awkward one to, to read. It's like... <laughs> but I also believe that Snape would use that because in this, it's a very like clinical term. Mm-hmm. This is like True. when I when I'm talking to a group of gays about straight sex, you're like, you know, <laughs> penetrate external penetration. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know. Oh wait, I'm gonna take that Arthur, uh, not Arthur. <laughs> I'm gonna take that Archer Cliff, which is a really different show from Arthur. <laughs> um, phrasing. I thought you were gonna say like something about Arthur Weasley. Weasley not yeah. The show. <laughs> yeah. Harry's like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life, including when I thought I murdered Mr. Weasley. <laughs> and then just to oh, top man. it, just the cherry is Snape it's, here in Christmas. Uh, like, why on earth would Dumbledore let this happen to him? Yeah. Like, he trusts whether or not Snape, like, whatever side Snape feels like he's on, like, you cannot be trusting him this much with Harry, whom he is, like, notoriously. A huge body yeah. of. I, I think that's the thing here is it's not necessarily about whether or not we fully trust Snape to do this. It's about 
whether we trust Snape to be like unbiased towards Harry and give him a fair shot at learning this. Which like obviously hard no. Yeah, we see we for the rest of the chapter. We see later in the in the like lesson that like he's really not he like surprise, surprise, he's not treating Harry fairly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll get there. I don't know. Like, no. I feel like in that situation, <laughs> like, well, he is a bully to him, but he was also bullied. Like, the history of Snape. But he's an adult that. now. That's yeah, the being difference. bullied by a peer should not make you bully a child. A child. When you grow that up that to is no. That part is true. But when it comes to the actual lesson itself, Harry needs his buttons to be pushed. What I'm hearing is that there's an explanation for why Snape acts like this, but I don't see any excuse for why he's acting like this. That is true. Just in general. So Sirius warns Snape not to use these lessons as an opportunity to bully Harry. Okay. So that's what we're worried about right yeah. now. Yes. Yes. Um, They get into it a bit. It's escalating. I think this is small of both of them. Like Sirius, obviously you could win in fisticuffs with Snape. Snape, obviously you could win in a magic fight against Sirius. Like, come, let's not do this. They're both just puffing up. Yeah, it's really stupid. And the... The notion that they let Harry be the one who, like, gets in between them, like, that's really embarrassing for both of them. Yes. This two depressed old men. This is absolutely not this child's job. Mm -mm. You guys are both supposed to be, like, in caretaker positions. Everything Harry does is not supposed to be Harry's job. (laughs) Done. Yeah. (laughs) Except for the prefecture. (laughs) He should have been a prefect. I'm Uh, just kidding. (laughs) I, I don't think I'll be on for that chapter which one? Uh, at the very end, after they get back, and he has that conversation with Dumbledore. I don't think I'm on no. for that. So Bailey's I'll just on for that one. She has some trauma to unpack. For I'll, us I'll slip to it in chapter. here that like <laughs> when Dumbledore says like they've had this long, emotional, drawn out conversation, and then it ends with Dumbledore being like, "And by the way, I didn't make you prefect because I thought you already had a lot on your plate, and I didn't want to add to it." That would have been really cool. You explain that to me in August, and Elvis. that part breaks my heart because it's like one of the signs of like Dumbledore looking at Harry as like a normal child and being like, "I don't. This child is so burdened already. What can I possibly do to mm-hmm. help him? I'm not gonna make him prefect. That's like a tangible goal that I can achieve." And whether or not, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Okay, so it's like it's escalating. Harry doesn't know what to do. He's physically in between these grown men and then entered the entire Weasley family, including Arthur and Hermione to break the tension. And Arthur's like, what's up, baby? I'm cured. And then they're like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, like, uh, you know, (laughs) like the the comedic you know, timing how this would play out like in a in a TV show or something where like, mm-hmm. yeah, Snape and, it's you know, Tommy. Snape probably is like is uh, grabbing Sirius's like shirt and pulling him closer and Sirius is about to punch him in the face and his hand is raised and Harry's like in between him and then everyone stops. and it's they like all... a freeze frame. Exactly. And then scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and then Snape's like, I'll see you on Monday, Potter. <laughs> and then he's like, I am leaves. suddenly so outnumbered. <laughs> okay, the next thing that happens is Mary Clay, can you I don't because I'm really bad at like remembering. Can you sing 
gotta get back to Hogwarts. Just that line from a very far musical. Well, that's not what happens next. Yeah, it is. They have they, the, they have Hogwarts. a dinner and talk about stuff, and uh, they. Uh huh. Okay. okay. I'll sing it. I gotta get back to Hogwarts. Thank you. I gotta Thank get you. back to school. Did it? Did anything noteworthy happen at that dinner? Because I'll be frank, I didn't write it down. Uh, I mean, they like they have one last dinner, and I just think it's just because Sirius is one of my favorite characters, and this is the last time we see him. The last time we hang out with him, oh my god, Mary Clay, how could you? How dare you tell me that right to my face, that thing that I know that's super <laughs> it's true. It's the last time we we are, yeah, hanging out with him. And it notes that like Harry wants to have a conversation with him and be like, I know all those things that Snape said really got to you. And I know that you're thinking the worst things about yourself right now. But I want to let you know that none of us think that. And like, you are so brave and I love you and don't listen. I've said this about Harry before. He's just like, oh, I wish I could do this helpful yeah, thing, and but I just it. can't. Yeah. I just can't do it. Like, I wish I could give the Weasleys all my money because I have a small fortune for no reason, but they'd <laughs> say no probably if I ask. So I can't do anything to help them. It's like, bro. And it's, yeah. And it's kind of framed in a way of like, he tried to get the opportunity, but then like, it's like you're in control this, of your destiny. This like, take person him aside. Was sitting over here, and then when he went to talk to <laughs> them, that you know, it's like if you wanted to say this to him, you really could have said it to him. And it's also, you know, awkward teenage boy um, <laughs> Harry who is like not his brain is like not a steel trap as we see later <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, <laughs> literally. Uh, any, anyway, anyway. Very uh, low security in that noggin. Okay, can you sing Gotta Get Back to Hogwarts now? I gotta get back to Hogwarts. Thank you. Okay, good, 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 Okay, I didn't yeah, know how fine. much you wanted. I just, like, can't, like, I have this problem where I don't, my brain is not a steel trap, and I can't remember, like, my favorite quotes from my favorite shows and movies. I can't remember cute little tunes like that. Like, I got nothing. Sean quotes Bob's Burgers to me all day long, and I so rarely know what he's doing. There's 13 seasons of that show, and I've got my, like, three go-to jokes 13 from it. seasons? Oh my yeah, they just got renewed for 14 Two and 15, more, yeah. baby. Woo! Bob's Burgers. That's my plug today. That's my plug every day. If I could marry Bob's Burgers, I would. It's just because you and Sean are <laughs> Bob and Linda. It's <laughs> I've only had half of four bottles of wine. <laughs> so prior to the dinner... Didn't Snape tell him, don't tell anybody, tell them you're having mm, remedial potions. potions? And then he immediately goes and tells his friends. Well, those are his friends. Yeah. It's that's like if different. you come to me with a secret, I'll keep your secret, but I'm telling Sean. I think he, he doesn't want it getting out to like wider audiences yeah. so that it doesn't get to Umbridge because yeah. Umbridge. Sean, I, I almost said, I said Sean, but I meant to say. Harry. <laughs> Harry needs someone to talk to yes. about all these traumatic things that and like, happening didn't, to him. Like, tell it's your funny friends, how dude. people do that. It's like, oh, like you said, you're going to tell your partner. Oh, your partner knows everything. Yeah. And also... He's not going to repeat it to anyone. In, like, the previous <laughs> chapter or maybe two chapters ago, 
Harry just had, you know, like we just had kind of like an after school special moment about like not keeping your bo- your feelings all bottled up because he like mm. he like isolates himself after mm-hmm. the attack and he thinks that and he doesn't tell anyone what's going on. And then when he finally does, Jenny's like, you're an idiot. Like I've been possessed by Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Like if you had yeah. just talked about this, we could have all, you know, had a fun time together. Yeah. And said yeah. you're being sulky and depressed. Okay, anyway. Okay. It's like seasonal depression. Like he, they have the same seasonal depression as us. The next morning, they head off to, they they, they got to get back to Hogwarts. Got to get back. To, I still, I still got to get the back to school. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they, they take the night bus, which is oh, a wait, nonsense. No, sorry. I'm, I'm stopping you again because oh, we have another be- uh, important oh, moment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Serious. Okay, this is important. It's, I mean, it's not important. It's okay, well, it's kind important of not to me. important. It's important to me. <laughs> Fauna, I'm so glad you came on to be a guest uh, where I'm just screaming instead. So <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Feel free to butt in with your own screams <laughs> Interrupt, at any time. Yell over me. Okay. Harry, they're all like, you know, saying their goodbyes, getting ready to leave. And Harry's looking over at Sirius and he's thinking like, OK, this is my last chance to say these things to him. And it says something about there's a note that like Harry didn't know why, but he just felt like this parting mm-hmm. was like really momentous. And yeah, I remember reading that and going, oh, foreshadowing. It, it's yeah. Being Sometimes like, you just know stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, he had a bad feeling about this parting. He did not know when they would next see each other and felt that it was incumbent upon him to say something to Sirius to stop him doing anything stupid. But then he just can't figure out how to do yeah, that. Yeah, because again, he not <laughs> a smart do boy. Anything. Not an emotionally smart boy, you know? You're in control of your own destiny. Sorry, sorry. So sorry. then, like, Sirius and Harry do like an awkward, like, one arm hug, and Sirius gives him something and says, this is what this will help you if Snape starts giving you a hard time. And Harry tucks it away and is like, I'm not even going to open it because I don't even want to tempt him into doing something that could like blow his cover or get him mm-hmm. caught. And then they go on the night bus. And, and that's the last time mm. that Harry will hug. Serious. Hang on. Maybe it's good. I'm not gonna. I, I think I'm coming on for the out the owl chapter, and then I think that's my last nice. chapter in the book. So it's probably good that I'm not coming in for the oh, emotional yeah, damage. The, I always put you on the movie episodes, though. Yeah, because you're you're funny at the impressions. <laughs> um, there is an impression in the occlumency lesson that I'll uh-huh. I'll do when we get okay. to that. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, Lupin and Tonks take them along on the night bus. I don't know, man. Why not take the Hogwarts Express? Because that runs on breaks and they're already in London. I was I was confused about I'd never once thought, oh, yeah. How do the kids get from Hogwarts to their homes over Christmas break? Because them using the night bus seems to imply that the Hogwarts Express isn't running. Um, but like it always, it does. I it think. does during. Yeah. I mean, it just well, does. that's the thing. We've never seen Harry go home yeah. during the Christmas break until now, so we don't know how the kids get home for Christmas. The only thing, the only thing I can think is that Ernie, the driver of the car, is secretly in the order. 
of the. Mm. It's not gonna be Stan like Shumpike. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie though, yeah, he's an informant. He hears or everything because he's, just on the he's in transportation. Oh, he probably <laughs> does hear or see some sketchy people. Ooh, yeah, I like that theory, Christina. Oh, good head cannon. Bink. That's my gold star noise for doing a head cannon. Also, it's a magic bus run by wizards. Can they not figure out how to like permanently stick the chairs to the floor? <laughs> Or, or like give it a suspension like regular cars have, or like do do anything to <laughs> make Not the everything inside. Everything they do makes logical sense. Oh my god, you for you you said that a little wrong. It's nothing they do makes anything any logical sense. <laughs> I'm not the English major. They're cuckoo bananas. Um, yeah. So they do get back to Hogwarts, despite the fact that they take the night bus and there's a witch vomiting publicly, which is my greatest nightmare to see, to see oh, someone terrible. else vomit publicly or for me to public, publicly vomit. <laughs> so embarrassing. That it is. Would be, and would just imagine the smell on that dusty bus. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, her, just pretty awful. Stan's gross. not cleaning it thoroughly, for sure. And then even when they get dropped off, they still have to walk with all of their stuff from Hogsmeade to Hogwarts. And like, I don't know about you guys. I know this isn't actually how it's laid out, but I'm just imagining Hogwarts is like up on a hill and then there's like a gate and it's like a long winding driveway. It's like all the way up. <laughs> Wait, I actually have, sorry to sorry to go backwards, but I do have like one question about the night bus. Do the driver, is he Ern or Ernie? It doesn't matter. I think it's both. Ernie. Ernie, do Ernie and Stan like ever? Do they ever sleep? The bus seems know. to be always running, and it seems like it's just the two of them. I don't know magic. Maybe they, do they maybe, live on the bus I'm together. Sure maybe there are other. There are probably other night bus workers. They just happen to always catch these two. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. There's I'll no night it. bus union to give them mm. dedicated, uh, you know, shifts and breaks. I see. You know. <laughs> I see. Oh, uh, maybe maybe Stan has a time turner so that he can always be awake. Go to the past to sleep while you are awake. We need to move on because I I can feel myself going down my brain going down that rabbit hole of like how does that work? <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back at Hogwarts, guess what? Harry is anxious. That's surprising. He's anxious about occlumency. He's feeling a little overwhelmed because like all of the DA members come up to him like all the time asking when their next meeting is going to be. Like, I don't and he's fucking like, know. We just got here. Yeah. Like, give me a day. He's like, I literally have remedial potions. <laughs> then Cho Chang comes up to him. Oh, my God. It's Cho Chang. Him being a typical... Teenage boy again and not knowing what yeah. to say or do at the correct I don't moment. usually um usually when people on this show people say it a lot, he's just a teenage boy. And usually I'm like, come on, we don't we it's not that he's a boy, it's that he's a teenager. Like not nothing he has nothing developed. But in moments like this, I'm like, this is a dude behavior. Like this is dude behavior to it just uses be like beyond the phrase. Then something clunked into place. <laughs> and that, just the use of the word <laughs> clunk. Okay, wait, wait. Let's do it. We need to do it. Okay. Joe comes up to Harry. Hermione takes Ron away immediately. She's like, you actually don't get the opportunity to say even one word in this scene, and I, Ron, so we're out of here. <laughs> Ron is also, I feel like in that moment, kind of being a, te a teenage boy and being like, 
I don't get it. Why are we go like why are we leaving? Where are we so going, dumb. Hermione? <laughs> like <laughs> he has the emotional range of a teaspoon. Cho's like, oh hey, um, so like the next Hogsmeade trip is on Valentine's Day. And he's like, cool information you're providing me. <laughs> he's like, oh, cool. Good to know. Anyway. <laughs> he's like, why on earth is she just saying this to me? <laughs> uh. <laughs> There's some people who really are not seeking meaning when you speak to them. And like, sometimes they're differently abled. Sometimes they're just like really literal. Like some people are not looking for meaning beyond exactly what you're saying. And that's just something you need to know about people out in the world, because this is like a shocking to me firsthand example of what that's like. It's like, what? You extrapolated zero meaning from the context <laughs> of Cho randomly approaching you to talk about Valentine's Day. She is like trying to get him to ask her out on a date, but then she like panics and, and like runs away. And he panics, too. And he's like, oh, crap. That's when something clunks into yeah, place. Something cl- just... <laughs> Because, like, it's also just extra funny because that phrase is in, uh, like, this interaction of him, like, not picking up on, like, the subtleties of this conversation and, like, his brain working so slowly is in the occlumency chapter. (laughs) And so it's just, like, really setting us up to be, like, yeah, like I said, Harry's (laughs) mind is not a steel trap. (laughs) I feel like D. Oliver... Like, I feel like I understand Harry in these couple days. Like, do y'all ever just, like, do too many things too many days in a row and your brain just, like, it, you can tell it's not firing the way it usually mm-hmm. does? 5,000 mm-hmm. percent, yeah. Like, 100%. Harry's just like, wow, I need to sleep for 18 hours to recover from That was this. me like, last night. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you're like, even me, I'm one of the most energetic people I know on Earth. But every once in a while, once every couple of months, I need to spend... An entire day on the couch resetting. Yeah. Mm. Bur- burnout is real. It's real. Okay. So Harry is like, oh my God. Wait, what if she brought up Valentine's Day to me? Because that's relevant information. <laughs> it's not like they made out or anything. Oh my God. That is true. This is their first interaction <laughs> after so they've awkward. kissed. It's like. It's hard for me. I've come so far from the day that I ever worried about anyone's perception of anything that I ever did that like the like for if I was into Cho and I saw her again the first time after we made out, I'd be like, well, it's my job to make my intentions clear. And I'd walk up and be like, hey, oh, my God, it's great to see you. You know, wink. Uh, You know, we should do something. You know what I mean? It's like, take control of any moment yes. for any amount of time, please. Yes, but unfortunately, Harry's been a bit preoccupied with some other things. Mm-hmm. So he, so Cho, Cho is like the, the last, literally like the last depressy. thing on his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know if you were Harry. No, if, no, if Harry was you. So like you with your brain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what would you think that Cho was asking you to do in this like, what, what are you, based on the information she's provided, what are you picturing that day is going to look like? Fauna? For, like, what Valentine's Day would be? Yeah. Yeah. What are you, like, she's like, it's in Hogsmeade, want to do it. Like, what are you imagining? I would say maybe they could check out some shops or maybe just go get some food. Like, I could only imagine there's so much they can do. Like, Harry has essentially unlimited money. That's um, true. But for Cho, like, mm, I think she would like just that. more want the quality um, time. 
especially after not seeing each other winter break, Harry's awkward anyway. This back and forth with them has been what over like a two year period and everything. Mm-hmm. So this is like a build up to like well, their first it's hard to tell how long date. they were flirting because yeah. they were playing Quidditch against each other, and those are like the fine lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary Clay, what do you think? Um, what would you expect of this date based on what Cho has said to you today? Um. I mean, it, it just says, like, do you want to go to Hogsmeade together? So honestly, mm-hmm. I would probably think like, oh, we'll just go. And like, instead of me doing stuff in Hogsmeade with Ron, I'll do it with Cho. And like, right, we'll like just hang out. food and shopping, right? And, like, yeah, exactly. Around. Like, we'll go to Zonko's. I, okay. We'll get some so, candy. That's what I think, too. That's what I would expect if I were Harry. And um, I think that before their nightmare date at Madame Puttyfoot's, which I'm extremely excited about. Guys, I, I remember I remember this. That's next week. Yeah, and it's coming up. Wait, is it next week or next next I'm week? I'm pretty sure it's next week. Is the, it next week or next week? The yeah, illus- it is next week. The illustration for the next chapter is them on the date. <laughs> so I think they do walk around to a couple shops, but then I think she like lures him into Madame Puttyfoot's kind like, of. Oh, like, super casual. Know- <laughs> Let's just pop in here. And she has like a table reserved. Do you think she like is on a mission here? Do you think she's like, I'm going to lure him into this like extremely romantic situation and make him fall in love with me? Do you think she's like doing that on like that wouldn't be uncommon for teenage girls because they know boys are oblivious. Yeah, I just feel like there's a a miscommunication of expectations here. (laughs) She could buy herself flowers, but she wants Harry to do it. Mm, Yeah. She could buy herself flowers. I think she, she's just, you know, I mean, in the same sense that Harry's being like a teenage, a teenage boy and being very slow on the uptake for these things. She's like the opposite. And she's given a little bit of a push. She like, also like, let's healthy. remember, she dated Cedric before this. So she Ooh, knows. That's st- I can imagine what that standard is from Cedric. To Cedric yeah. does to things Harry. without being asked. Yeah. <laughs> Cedric does things without being prompted. And like anything. He was probably super romantic. Like she's already had the experience of like having a boyfriend and like a boyfriend yeah. who does like, like they do romantic things together whereas Harry's never done any of that so he doesn't know to, that he should be doing those kinds of things yeah he doesn't know that like for the first couple dates even if it's like a weird energy to you you have to commit to it if you like her mm-hmm. and then you can kind of figure it out after you get her to like you you know yes anyway I just feel like this uh, this is the big this scene is the beginning of my favorite chapter (laughs) and i'm so excited our friend josh from super scary is coming um back onto the show because i needed someone who would like squee with me about it you feel me (laughs) i love that that'll be great it's gonna be very fun okay so he makes it happen he's like wait 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 joe 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 did you uh, did you want to go with me? I just had an original idea. Did you want to go to Hogsmeade with me? <laughs> oh, here's says, an idea. Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why don't we go to Hog- Hogsmeade? She's together? already been planting the seeds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did at y'all school? Did people do fucking promposals? They did yes. the carnations for Valentine's Day, which I never got. Oh, <laughs> do you guys want a fun story okay. about high school me? Valentine's Day, our like we had a guys a cappella group and a girls a cappella group in this choir. This is all to a strong start. This is a really good start. <laughs> and quick. for Valentine's Day, you could buy someone a song. And the a cappella oh, no. group would go around during like lunch period and deliver the songs to people in your classroom. 
And one day during my fourth period, my lunch, you know, period class, there's a little knock on the door and the boys acapella group comes in and they're like, we have a song for Mary Clay. And I was in I was in 10th grade. I had not had like any kind of a boyfriend or honestly, at that point, probably a boy had not even looked at me. And I was like, oh, my God, what kind of who is my secret admirer? And so then they like look down at the paper um, that has like the message on it that they're supposed to hand to the person. And then they go, oh, this is in room 209 for a Mary Kate. Sorry. And then they leave. Mm. Oh, I have a similar story, actually. There's this girl in my high school named Christina Canoe, K-A-N-U. <laughs> I, and think, she, I think I, I've heard of Christina Canoe. <laughs> she used to make honor roll, and people would call me and congratulate me for making honor roll, and I would have to tell them that that's not me, and I definitely didn't make honor roll. <laughs> oh, man. I remember my friend Shelby's mom would always call, and I'm like, you got to stop. <laughs> Well, my in real life name is very common, and there is always plenty of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I can. I know. Last several. name wasn't a problem, but first name was. Mm. Okay, so guess what? Now that Harry's feeling nice and vulnerable with his feelings, it's time for acclumency. 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 You can say it however you want to say. It. If there's anything I don't know, I've learned, I don't know how though. If there's anything I've learned from hosting a Tolkien podcast, just say whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Pronounce it's it. Tolkien. Again, Sorry, somebody had to. <laughs> again, what? I don't care. <laughs> I, to- Tolkien. Tolkien. Okay, so Snape is like, sit down, bitch. It's time for my monologue about acclumency. <laughs> you have to call me sir or professor. Oh my god. As if Harry thought it was going to be casual. Yeah, he's like. He acted like all high on his horse for no reason, like usual. Yeah. It's the kind, like, just that for, it's like, obviously, there are multiple red flags about this situation, but like, this is the first red flag to be like, this is, you kind of be like, okay, well, maybe, you know, Snape understands that what he's what he's been tasked to do is really important. He needs to handle this matter matter carefully. You know, he and Sirius had this intense conversation and Sirius was like, if you like fucking pull anything, I'll, you know, I'll come cut a bitch. Like, don't you, you know, doubt that I'll completely like come out of hiding and fuck you up. And it's like, maybe Snape is going to be cool about this. You know, we're all on the same side. We have the same goal. And then he says, like, I'm still your professor. Call me sir. And it's like, well, never mind. Th- th- this is going to When suck. were you this not going to be my professor? Like, when yeah. did this change? They didn't become friends over Christmas break. Yeah. That's not why you came over to my house. <laughs> yeah. So, so Snape is trying to explain acclimacy. I mean, he's not really trying to explain it, but he's just saying things about it. Harry is not getting it he's not theoretically getting it which i'm not getting it you know like yeah in all the years since i have like first watched and read this book i feel like he never explains like what are you supposed to do like what like tell me step like step one give me tangible action items to do yeah he really didn't do that he was like here go one two three figure it out yeah and like we just learn why he 
why they're doing this. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, now you know everything there is to know. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked. I feel like Snape is making every choice to make this harder for Harry. Yes. Absolutely. So Snape is like explaining that legitimacy is the ability not to read minds, right? Like to that, that's penetrate. He made that mind. very clear. It wasn't reading minds. He says you have no subtlety, Potter. Is um Fauna is like legitimacy a concept in like actual witchcraft? Oh yeah. Or is that or because last time we had you on? I mean, originally we had you on to talk about divination because mm-hmm. without is a real mm-hmm. magic thing. Um. I feel like not in the sense of what this is, but if you pay attention to signs and details, and it kind of it goes in with how our version of what oculumency would be, they it kind of does. And the kind of the way he was explaining it, he's like, it's like, you don't like read the minds. And I, I kind of understood that what he was saying. It's like you're pulling pieces together and you still have to interpret it based on what you get. And you can essentially do that like just walking into a room or knowing what someone says or what they don't say gives you your mm-hmm. answers and you know exactly what they're thinking based on it's just subtle like, things. It's like noticing patterns. Yeah, right? it literally is like a yeah. pattern thing. And that's what they would do just like actually in the mind, but we would have to do that externally. Mm-hmm. So it's just like what essentially criminal investigators would do. Like you can't read someone's mind, except especially when they're lying to you. So essentially it's reading the details, reading the room. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool. So then a clemency, I feel like um, it's like meditation. It's like clear your mind. And I, I kind of relate to Harry in this chapter because like I, I'm not, I'm just like not a meditator. Like I meditate in my own ways, you mm-hmm. know, like doing puzzles yeah, and that stuff. Could be like something. I, I can't, I can't just, if someone's like clear your mind, hard. I'm like, what? What did you just say to me? Like, how the hell am I supposed to do that? I think it's more of creating a boundary because turning off your brain is hard if you do or don't have something that makes it easier or harder. Because I even, I find meditation very hard. But there are, like, other ways to, like, Mm. as someone with anxiety and someone who has to take medication for it and everything, and even though I've, like, witchcraft and stuff, it doesn't solve the problems the same way people would hope it would. So, Mm -hmm. like... Essentially, our version of what this would be is something that would be called grounding and centering. It's like the centering part would be the, the like kind of focusing, not necessarily clearing your mind, but focusing or like pulling yourself into maybe a singular thought or a singular mindset or just mm. kind of in a path. And then the idea of protecting your energy, protecting your mind, working on the not being an empath or the not letting other people affect you, essentially. It's just like... Mm being careful of your energy, what you give out and what you receive. And it's hard. It is really hard work. So what Harry's doing is a good representation of how it is hard to just turn off your emotions to just not receive what you're you're getting. So what I'm getting is that, Fauna, you should be the one guiding Harry through this because <laughs> that was like a very like nice explanation. It's like, okay, here's some ways that we can like actually execute. What this. Snape should have done. <laughs> I was actually going to say... How, how if I was like trying to teach Harry this and I was like, you know, trying to be a good person and actually like teach a child something mm-hmm. and not, you know, like set him up for failure mm-hmm. and then like make fun of him for failing at something that I have like not really helped him to understand. Like, how do you explain it in like Harry's terms, you know? 
And what I would do is I would be like, okay, Harry, what is it? What's going through your thoughts, your mind when you're playing Quidditch? You're in a Quidditch match. And I would frame it as like, what are you thinking when you are looking for the snitch and you are going for the golden snitch? And like, frame it. Grounding, centering, and then shielding yourself from external energies. But like Snape, we know he teases him. And is a bully between the history of the families and just everything like that. He, like, I could see it as, like, a tough love sort of thing. He's like, this is going to be hard, so I'm going to make it hard for you. Because if I wasn't helping you with this, it would suck and it would be hard. So, but he could have, like, if he was a decent person, he could have at least said, hey, this is going to be hard. I'm not going to go easy on you, but Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Yeah. I wonder if somebody has ever written a fanfic. That's just what Snape should have done. You know what I mean? <laughs> or what a Harry should have done. Yeah, there are a lot. Many of our or main characters Dumbledore in the series should are have so done. disappointing. Exactly. <sighs> okay, so Snape is still explaining, guys. Um, he's explaining that eye contact is usually required for. Uh, um, it's, my notes say Legos. <laughs> that's an <laughs> autocorrect. Legelemans. <laughs> Come on. And the protection of Hogwarts, like, should protect him. That's what he's saying. He's like, he's like, in theory, you shouldn't be able to have your brain externally penetrated. But it's like, he did, though. So, like, why are you even, this isn't even relevant information. Like, that happened to him. So. Well, did he or was Harry going into the situation? Not the, in Voldemort into him. Hmm, interesting. Because Harry was. both ways. Yeah, it was both ways. It was Harry was experiencing Voldemort through Nagini. That's how you pronounce her name, right? Yes. Yeah. No, it's Nagina. (laughs) Nagina. Whatever her name is. um, I I really say that's like one I only just read. It's Nagini. Yeah. So like he was unintentionally through dreams going through it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, Voldemort was probably made aware though, which is why this became so urgent. Okay, yeah. Because, like, the snake thing was almost like a test, you know? Like, trying to test the connection. It's like, now he's going to weaponize it because he knows. So Snape is like, "Uh, stand up and take out your wand, bitch. I'm going to break into your mind and try to fuck with you. So fuck you. Real, real, I I raised my hand like I was in class. Because this is a very important piece of dialogue, like, in hindsight, knowing what we know about Snape. The Dark Lord, for instance, almost always knows when someone is lying to him. Only those skilled at occlumency are able to shut down those feelings and memories that contradict the lie and so utter falsehoods in his presence without detection. And that's like... He's like confessing. About him. (laughs) He's like, this is how I'm able to lie straight to the face of Voldemort because I'm really good at this. That's cool. It's... uh, Snape is an interesting character. I will never say that he is a good guy or, or even remotely no. redeemed, but he's very interesting. He has a lot of interesting, cool qualities. He could have been a really cool redeemed character, but yeah. he's a cool he decided evil to, villain now. Yeah, abuse <laughs> children instead. Yeah, that's the choice you make that you can't come back from. Yeah. Okay, so Harry is like being penetrated by Snape. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry they phrased it that way. They really did. And it was said multiple times. She's like, could there have been a better way? Yeah, stop saying penetrate. We're talking about What's a, a, a teacher-student okay, okay. relationship. Okay. 
turning this around, what other word would you guys use to describe um, the penetration of I'm the I'm literally line. going to look up. Maybe like invade or like or like okay. take over or like get into. Like there's other. There's, okay, but get into. You're an, you're an editor, Christina. He was worried that Snape was going to get into his brain. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, yes, it makes sense, but it doesn't sound. Similar depends, words or synonyms. how many times you say it, though. Okay, go, Fauna. Synonyms is pierce, puncture, make hole in. Perforate, stab, perforate, probe, <laughs> spike, sick, impale, transfix, plant. Impale me, steady Snape. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of them are better so, besides yeah, not, like maybe. invade or take invade over. Invade feels good to me. Yeah. <laughs> invade me, daddy. Uh, I'm speaking as me, not as like Harry. In this no, scene. I know. But like, <laughs> I still don't like that. Yeah. Like those jeans over here. Snape or jeans is canon to this podcast. Okay. Anyway, okay, so it's like let's go see what's in Harry's brain. Um, it's like spiraling through embarrassing moments, childhood it, trauma. Yeah, childhood trauma, and then it lands on his uh his kiss bo- moments before his kiss with Cho, and Harry's like no 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 no, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he comes to and he's like on the floor and he accidentally hexed Snape, and Snape seems kind of impressed. He's like. Did you mean to do that? Cool you beans. Totally got me, dude. Okay. It's like, that's not, maybe not what I meant for you to do. I haven't explained what I mean for you to do. Harry didn't even know he did it, but when you're in like pain yeah. in an uncomfortable situation, you're going to lash out. Yeah. But yeah, that goes back and forth for quite a while of Harry falling to his knees or something happening. Man, it's the Harry fall count yet again. Yes. The, one, the, one of the drunkest I've ever been in podcast land. The things I do for this podcast, which I've been pretty drunk for a lot of these recordings. Um, oh, my God. Do you remember the one? It was like episode two or something with the dark and stormies. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of the drunkest I ever got was when we were drinking every time Harry Potter fell down in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie. <laughs> but, like okay. I was shipping. I was drinking red wine that night and I was blasted. I was going to say, can what, we. Um, does that mean drunk? I feel like we're not going to. There might not be as much in the fifth movie, but um, I'm inviting we'll myself over to your house to do that. Oh, yeah. Here, I'll tell everyone now. Hey, everyone. We're doing a live watch of that. Oh, I thought you were going to say, hey, everyone, come to my house. And- no. Well, <laughs> you know who you are who can come to my house. Matt, you coming? <laughs> um, 7 p.m. on Friday, March 12th. Order of the Phoenix watch along. Um, so whoever wants to participate in that, all you have to do is sign up for our patreon for a dollar a month you can have access to our discord and do our watch alongs with us yeah they go back and forth at length like it's not snape is like refusing to to actually train harry in actionable steps and harry's like so come at me bro like here is all my heart he also asked he's like one of one of the memories was harry being chased by one of aunt marge's dogs and snape is like who was the dog and i'm like you're at like you're (laughs) like Gaining information to like taunt this child about these embarrassing memories. It's like, just in the middle of potions class. Like, well, at least your aunt's dog makes better potions than you. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> as a grown adult who was also bullied as a child, and then in result is bullying children. Yeah, yeah it's like he never grew up. He's like, I'm the bully now. A lot of them didn't. It sounds like. Yeah, that's true. Well, because they a lot of them died. 
Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Oh. And I will say, to, I will say, to, I always say, I was going to say serious, puffing up. But his, in his defense, he was in prison having his soul sucked out of him right. yeah, so for he has 13 years. Yeah. That's pretty, like, honestly, I would say. I did my wedding. 12 years of it. <laughs> um, honestly, in hindsight, what Sirius went through, I think he's doing pretty good. I think he's doing <laughs> yeah. pretty good. You know what? Like, But yeah. I, also, I also feel like everyone in Sirius's life is failing him because if my friend just got out of jail and was yeah. like, I, and, and like, it's right because, before he went into jail, all his friends died. Like, I would be with him all the time. Hey, Lupin, where are you? Why aren't you? Why are you here with him? I, that I really don't get why. Oh, that reminds me. I saw, I think it was it was either on TikTok or Tumblr, one of the T's, uh, an edit of um, a scene from Order the Phoenix where Lupin is explaining stuff and he's saying like, you know, the la- the last time we almost like we lost almost everything dear to us. And the edit was like Lupin, like barely glances over to Sirius and everyone was like, Wolf Stars cannon, Wolf Stars cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. will look for every opportunity to confirm that Wolf Stars cannon. It, but you're so right. Like where was, okay, back back to uh, yeah, even just Even if it's just for friends, that's the thing. Sometimes you get let down by people and it's like, ah, this didn't even have to be a romantic thing. It could have just been a friendship thing. Also like if, Grimold Place is the order headquarters. Like, why is Molly like? Why is Molly Weasley? She doesn't have a job. <laughs> why, like, why? <laughs> well, can't, they hate each other. Why can't her job not be to like mother? You know, mother. Be him. the den mother. Yeah, exactly. Mother. Exactly. Him. Like, where she needs a break. <sighs> well, does she? <laughs> I don't know. She has to go home and look natural. Maybe <sighs> act natural. <laughs> okay. okay, so eventually Harry's memories that Snape is penetrating lead him to his hallway dream. You know the one. You know the fucking hallway dream. We know. We know the hallway. He, and then and then Snape lifts the spell without Harry having to fight it off. And he's like, what the fuck was that? And Harry's like, I just realized that in my dream last night, you were totally having sex with Dumbledore. And <laughs> now I feel weird being in the same room as you. Finally, Harry's brain is connecting for like a second. Yeah, he's on like, his own, and like good for him. Well, or did Snape help him get there? <laughs> I feel, I feel like in this moment, Snape is like, oh shit, he knows. Like in one way or another, like he, because yeah. like Snape being a member of the Order would know, would know. what that yeah. door is too. You yeah. know, well, and he, I mean, not to be this way. Like, it doesn't matter that Snape lies, no. but he literally says, like, there's nothing in there that has anything to do with you. And it's like, that's a lie. It did because, yeah, Harry does. He asked, he's like, what's the Department of Mysteries? And it did kind of like all of a sudden. I don't know. Hit, it's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. History it all of a sudden mysteries. hit me how funny it is that there's just a department of the government that's like, we don't know. <laughs> that's I mean, like, that's we like don't this... know what to do with this thing. Bro, so that's we're like gonna, the CIA in America. We're going to put it in. But it's not even like, but like the CIA, they're at least like trying to solve things and put, you know, get get to the root of stuff. Are they Theoretically, just I don't know. I'm not I in the know, CIA, man. Christina. That's no, the mystery. That's the mystery. I think there. I think there's a lot going on that we don't know about. <laughs> but like the Department of Mysteries, all the stuff, like, you know, like we see later on. 
all the stuff is just like, we don't know what to do with this thing, so we're putting it in here. Yeah, it needs to be like <laughs> all this dangerous shit in one yeah. room. All out of sight, out of mind, honestly. No, it needs to, that all the shit in the Department of Mysteries needs to be as safeguarded as like Green Gods. Like, if it's all this dangerous, come on. The fact think? that it's just like a door, <laughs> it's not like a vault. Well, he doesn't or, know. It's just a door. At least Green Gods had more security. It's true. Yeah. So finally, the session is over. Jesus fucking Christ. Thank the Lord. I can thank the Lord and take the Lord's name in vain in the same breath because it's meaningless to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harry finds Ron and Hermione in the library. He tells him about the hallway thing. Hermione's like, Sturgis Podmore. Remember that guy? What? No, I, re- I truly <laughs> don't. I was like... I'm sure he got killed or something. There was a big to do because he got arrested for trying to get through a door at the Ministry of Magic. Um, uh, and so what we're mm. guessing happens is, happened is that like people have been guarding this door. Arthur Weasley was guarding this door when he got attacked by the snake. Sturgis Podmore was probably guarding the door and like maybe somebody got him with the old Imperious one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he was trying to get through the door, but he like didn't know how. So he got arrested. <laughs> Because he was trying to go, like, above his security clearance or whatever. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's, like, if Voldemort is going to, you know, possess someone to get into the Department of Mysteries, it's, like, it needs to be the right person who, like, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be suspicious if this person was trying to go there. Yeah. So they're, like, this is overstimulation. They were, like, let's go back to the common room. Oh, wow. That's overstimulation. (laughs) No, I think in the library, they're like, we'll be more comfortable in the common room. Common room, there's a lot going on. Fred and George are demonstrating headless hats. <laughs> it's what it sounds like. It, like, makes the head disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I interpret. Yeah. Oh, a- and, like, Hermione even says, like, admits, she's like, that's actually really fucking smart. Like, yeah. that's really cool. She's like, like how did clever. they figure that out? Like, uh, it's obvious. It's like an invisibility charm. But, like, how did they figure out how to, uh, you know, stop it? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. she, like, actually is, like, kind of coming around and being like, wow, they're actually really cool. Like, they're really Mm -hmm. smart. Yeah, they're not dumb. They just use it in dumb ways. ways. Yeah. 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 So Harry just goes up to bed and he's, he's he's not feeling good. He just does not feel good. He's like, I I'd can't be do exhausted homework. too. He's like, I have Bro. a headache. My knees hurt because I keep falling over. Well, From and all that external penetration. <laughs> yeah. So wouldn't you be sore? Makes your knees weak. Um, and like just also so much brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone's brain is a muscle mm. and something like this would it like cause damage if it happened too many times or would it be like a concussion to where like your brain takes damage and after so much it just like fries it just like other spells it could like permanently damage you maybe i'm kind of i mean when you said like oh well the brain's a muscle i'm kind now i'm kind of thinking about it in terms of like oh it's like when you you know you You finish a workout yeah and you know your legs feel sore but you haven't like broken your brain is very Mm. different though but i do think concussions you knock it around it yeah times you bruise it and then you have permanent damage yeah yeah but i do think snape especially because it's snape doing this I think he is like they easily could like go too far or do too much one day mm-hmm. or, or one lesson. And then like he does, you know, like 
end up with a concussion or something. Right, a couple too many synapses in there. There's yes. just so many sex jokes in this chapter. It's like not, <laughs> it's really not our fault. We have a strong no sex jokes about minors policy on this podcast, but the jokes write themselves. Also, I forgot to mention when Snape and Sirius are like fighting, it says the fr- it used the phrase like Sirius whipped his out as well <laughs> in regards to their wands. But the measuring contest. But like when has anyone ever used the phrase like whip it out and it's not been a dick? You it's know what I mean? Dick. Like yeah, it's always a dick. It's in reference to a dick, I would say <laughs> at like least 90% it was in reference to an adult pulling yes, out. His wand. Le- yes. But yeah. like, she's using the like penetration. Are well, you and she me? also says the word e- ejaculated twice oh for just regular dialogue. So it's not like she's actively avoiding innuendos. I feel like she also always uses ejaculate in reference to when either Ron or Harry are speaking. And like it's Ron once and Horace Slughorn once. Oh, okay. up. never mind. Sorry, I've memorized all the ejaculations <laughs> all the ejaculate. in this series. <laughs> So um, he, Harry's like barely in the dormitory door when his scar sears with pain. He Ouchies. can hear Voldemort's triumphant laughter, jubilant, ecstatic, triumphant. He's like uh, cackling. Whoops, I'm cackling like a mad person. And then Ron slaps him out of it like a good boy. I give everyone permission to slap me out of it when need be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the chapter. Fauna, do you have any last words, any final reflections, anything you want to circle back to? Just in regards to the occlumency and everything, in regard, kind of like what I've done in the other episodes and how it's like relatable to like actual witchcraft and people mm-hmm, in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there are things that you can do to either read a room and tell what someone's intentions or energy may be. Like, you can definitely walk into a room and definitely see the writing on the wall or feel the elephant, essentially. Um, and just subtle things. Like, it could seem like a, a power if you really pay attention to detail. And that's essentially what the... Le, whatever the... That, the Legilimens. The Legilimens. Yeah, the, the Legos. Um yeah, so essentially what that is, because he even said it's not reading the mind, it's essentially like pulling in the pieces. And we do that on a daily basis, pulling in the pieces and mm-hmm. figuring things out with context clues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing on the other end for the um, occlumency. You need to strengthen yourself. You need to be self-aware. You need to not exert or allow to... You take in too much energy or allow to... The reverse, allow other people to take it from you sort of thing. And it is something yeah. that's actually a big topic especially for a lot of new people and, and even just everyone a lot of people in the uh, witchcraft and cult and spiritual communities it's like being in tune with yourself and not letting other people suck your energy out for various reasons accidentally or on purpose or you accidentally doing the reverse or allowing them or yeah. doing it yourself so that yeah. is something that is talked about all the time i see you literally post about it every day on like forums and stuff mm-hmm so it is a legitimate, like, yeah thing that people worry about. That's what I'm getting about, like, most of the magic we talk about on this podcast is, like, yeah, this concept exists, but Harry Potter's just, like, making it really literal mm-hmm. and, like, oversimplifying it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, though, for a children's book. It's, like, you draw magic from things that make sense, you know, <laughs> kind of, like, scientifically. Mary Clay, do you have any final thoughts? Only that, like, ending this chapter, I was, like, Harry... Because it ends with like, and Harry wondered what could make 
of like what it was that would make Voldemort so happy. And like I had this exact because I, I couldn't remember like what happened. And I was like, oh, that's so true. Like what? Like, ooh, what? To, and then like the first sentence on the next page is like, Harry's answer was like Harry's question was answered the next day. But and I'm like, oh, so I have the same like train of thought as Harry Potter right now. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, never a good sign. So that's him. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, also just like I don't think she did this intentionally because I think that would be too clever of you mean Joanne. Yes, of her. But I really do think it's so uh, telling that like. Harry has this interaction with Cho where just like you were saying, Fauna, like there are these clues, these like things, these pieces that are coming to him and he needs to like contextualize them and figure and like draw meaning from it. And the fact that he can't do that on the most basic level with Cho, I mean, like he, you know, he does. It takes him a bit. It takes him a bit. He's slow at it, you know? I think that's just He's such a, a dumb, great... traumatized teenage boy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a great representation for like how poorly he's doing at occlumency, which also is at the same time not his fault because Snape yeah. isn't really doing a good and job he's of 15. like. Yeah, he's 15. Also, I, a part of me is just thinking that maybe like occlumency and legitimacy, it's just, it's either like you get it or you don't get it. And Harry doesn't get it. And so, like, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you teach that to someone, you know? Even yeah. in real life and in regards to having that sort of control, it's you get it, you don't get it, or you need to go to therapy to help with it. Mm, exactly. Well in said. Practice. Yeah. Dope. Are you all ready to move on to plugs? Yup. Fauna, tell people a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you. So for those who have not heard me on the past episodes, if you're hoping you're listening to this stuff in order because it's based off book chapters. Yeah, it's episodic. My uh, podcast is the Cat's Tea and Witchcraft Podcast. It is about real-life witchcraft and magic, uh, different religions, different topics on occultism and spiritualism and stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, if it stays and doesn't get cut, because um, we were <laughs> jabbering about a bunch of goofy things earlier. Example, this week's episode is going to be on Ouija or Ouija boards or whatever, however you pronounce it and stuff. So just some th- sometimes it's just fun topics, but sometimes they are relevant for other reasons for people figuring their shit out. Um, yeah. So I have about, I'm on the fifth season. And if you guys are interested in that, you can uh, check that out. You can find me on Instagram at Cats Tea and Witchcraft, at Twitter at Cats Tea and Witch, or you can send me an email at Cats Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. What's something you've been watching or reading or listening to or playing lately you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy? Um, I mostly, honestly, only just watch anime most of the time now. Um, I finally invested in Crunchyroll. We're moving away from Funimation. The app is getting worse. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're kind con- yeah, we're just doing Crunchyroll now. Um, and I just got a PS5. Um, Ooh. so I'm replaying some old games and then playing the new games for the PS5 versions. Like I'm replaying Horizon Zero Dawn that I'm going to play Forbidden West, um, and stuff like that. So. I'm working Hell on yeah. that. I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. Tell me how you like the PS5. Oh, it's good. I like it's, it. Oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Matt got his away. months ago. My dad got his a couple months ago, and I finally got mine. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm like, what luxury? <laughs> Mary Clay, where can people find you on the internet? Duh, they already know, but tell them anyway. I know. I'm all over. Um, <laughs> I, I'm there. If you Google me, I'm there. Um, wow. You can brag. listen to... <laughs> You can listen to my podcast. That's what I'm talking about. There are new episodes every Tuesday. 
Um, right now we are doing. I say we. It's me. It's all you, <laughs> baby. Um, doing the Lord of the Rings appendices. Yeah, that's that's wherever you get podcasts and whatnot. Um, and then my recommendation. I have the pleasure of being the first guest post The Last of Us episode three. So in case someone else hasn't also plugged The Last of Us in the past two weeks. They haven't. I'm doing that. You yeah. got to watch it. it. Sean and I have a problem watching shows that are coming out. We can we both prefer to only watch shows that have come out. I get it. I understand that. Um, This is true. Like, I can't handle uh, the spoiler scaries, though. So I'm going to make him watch it, I think. OK, there you go. Um. It, for those that don't know, The Last of Us is a, uh, for, for lack of a, it, it's a zombie video game, but it's mostly about, a st- it's more about the story than like the video game element mm-hmm. um, and like the zombie element, like, just like every other like apocalypse thing where like it's not about the apocalypse, it's about the people, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, and HBO Max has adapted it into a TV series with Pedro Pascal as the yeah, lead. My and, oh my god. Anyway, um, but the most recent episode, they took a big, uh, a big like chance and deviated from the game and did something very different, but it was you know very what that effective. Thing is just from being on the internet. It was very <laughs> effective and it was, I think, the most beautiful like hour of cinema on television nice. to ever exist. So beautiful. I mean, great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, it's really, it's really beautiful. I'm cutting you off. It's okay. I'm going to cry. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And this week I would like to plug, um, I'll plug the show I've been watching lately, Abbott Elementary. I think it's on, is that on Hulu? Uh, yes. And I think I've also seen that it's on, it might also be on Disney Plus because I think ABC is owned by Disney, right? Interesting. I think I'm watching it on Hulu. Yeah, that's where I'm watching it too. Um, it's just like, it's like the office, but about an elementary school. So it's, but it's, it's more whole. No, I saw an interview. I'm hijacking your plug, um, where, um, Quinta Brunson, the, uh, pr- the main writer and who plays Janine was talking about, she, oh, that's right. She was, she's I think she was writer? talking about this with Adam Scott, who plays Ben on Parks and Rec. And she was saying that she feels like the comparison to the office she she doesn't like that as much because the office is kind of like it, it's cringeworthy and like it's so negative. It's sometimes. like kind of like what I wish the office was, you know. But what I mean? she says if she feels style. it's more like Parks and Rec, where like the characters are like inviting and want you to go on this adventure with them. So sorry. I get that, but it has a lot of things in common with the office, just objectively. But that's fine. Did you see that there was a tweet that was like, I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl just because I think that would be really great for Abbott, Abbott Elementary. <laughs> nice. I Are they in the Super Bowl? I don't know anything. They, they are, yes. <laughs> Do you want to come watch the Super Bowl at my house? Um, I don't know what night. It's when, when the Super Bowl is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know anyway. when the Super Bowl is. So that was Only fun. time will tell. Super. <sighs> okay, great. So that's the end of the episode, right? The end. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I forgot to say Fauna. Thank you so much for coming on the restricted section. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you. Yeah, no problem. I'll see you guys in a year. <laughs> yeah, pro- about one year. I'm going to put you on schedule now. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. The <laughs> end. Yeah, Bye. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. 
This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a, on a b- even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his D20s. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made. One episode at a time. What kind of slum do you think this is? Oh my gosh. Christina, have you seen the orange cat on TikTok that's gone viral and her name is Penny? No. What? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I yelled. I'll have to send you one of the TikToks. Oh, how is Penny? Penny's doing great. Today she cried until I came to move the like bed I bought for her because she likes to sleep on top of the heat. Mm-hmm. The heat and uh, vents and so I bought her a hammock to go over one but she just cries and cries until I move it so that she can sleep with her face directly on the middle we did the same thing for my parents dog he also loves to sit on the um vent and we got him exactly one of those little not a hammock but like the elevated like canvas Mm -hmm. type bed being yeah. like, oh, this is going to be so great for him. He'll love it. He could not care less. Yep. Well, in my my girl chat was talking today about why everyone's electrical bills are so high. Right? Which obviously it's because it's dead winter. But I was like, my electricity bill is so high because my all my heat blows directly into Penny's asshole. <laughs> and it's not heating my house. <laughs>